Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. Live from KeyBank Center. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. The attack, little tic-tac-toe, and good push there by Lukanen, who comes up with another big stop of this first period. Well, a big stop early for Ugo Pekka Lukanen as he stops Miko Rantanen on a good chance of the first, which kept the game scoreless, and guess what? Lukanen kept the Avalanche scoreless the rest of the game. A 24-save shutout as uh, this Avalanche... Score nothing. Buffalo wins it 4 to nothing. That is our save of the game brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Welcome you back here to KeyBank Center. I'm Brian Colziel here on the press box as Buffalo gets it done. A 4 to nothing win. Paterka, Middlestat, Jost, and Darlene all with goals. Lukanen's shutout and goal earns him top star honors. And the Sabres pick up their fourth win of the season to improve to 4-5. and five. Uh, we'll be heading down to the Sabres dressing room in just a moment. Paul Hamilton is on his way there now. In fact, he's just waiting outside. As soon as the players are made available, Paul will be in, and we'll get some player reaction to this 4 to nothing win tonight. We'll also have Don Granado's postgame comments. Uh, we'll also get Paul's take, highlights, updates you on the standings. We'll keep you posted on the late NFL action as well here. But uh, a very solid outing for Buffalo from start to finish. Uh, other than maybe the first four or five minutes of the game, that's when Colorado brought their best. And guess who at that point was great? That was Lukanen. And you've got to give him credit. It has been kind of an up-and-down ride for Lukanen over the course of his short tenure here with the Sabres. And the first few minutes, Colorado very easily could have had two or three goals, and he kept it a scoreless game, including that one save you just heard uh, on Rantanen. And then eventually the Sabres, maybe you know five, six minutes in, started to kind of get to what we say their game was. Paterka ends up scoring one nothing, and that ends up being... Who, who realized it at that point, the game winner, 10-32 into this game. And then the second period, I thought Buffalo's offense really woke up. Middlestat with a beautiful shot. He should, should still continue to think about shooting more. Jost gets his first on a nice setup from Tuck on another nice quick shot, 3 nothing after one. And then I thought a real smart third period for the Sabres. They still, at times, had opportunities, but it was never at the expense of giving Colorado an odd man rush. The one thing that I always see when you watch the Avalanche, it's their speed, how they enter the zone, coming in so fast to put the defense back on their heels, and the Sabres really never let them get going at all. I mean, the Avs looked a little stymied today. I thought Buffalo played a really, really smart third there and obviously kept Colorado off the scoreboard. Darlene, by the way, extends his point streak to eight. He gets the empty net goal almost the entire length of the ice. He was literally in the corner uh, off of the faceoff, threw it all the way down. Uh, for his second of the season. So uh, that made it a 4 nothing Buffalo win. So a uh, 23-save shutout for Ukapeka Lukanen, and uh, he gets first star honors tonight uh, as we get to our three stars. Paterka, the third star with a goal. I thought he played well. Skinner continues to stay hot. Two more assists. He's the second star. And then Lukanen, the first star tonight. No doubt about it, the electric player of the game, and it's brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. So locker room reaction coming up. The Sabres get their fourth win of the season, which puts them 
in uh, at eight points right now in the standings in the Eastern Conference in the Atlantic Division, and at least for the moment moves them out of what was the basement in the East. They're tied right now with Ottawa and Florida, two points behind Tampa Bay. So for all that has been a bad start for the Sabres, four and five, not terrible. No, it's not where they want to be. But at this current moment, the Lightning would be the last team in the postseason. Uh, They are holding the second wildcard spot with ten points, and the Sabres two back with eight and uh, obviously finishing it off here with a nice home win against a very, very good team. So we move on to the November portion of the schedule, and that will start with two games with Philadelphia in Philly on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, and then Friday a game here against the Flyers at KeyBank Center, also at 7 o'clock before a Saturday game in Toronto. But Darlene staying hot. He's got an eight-game point streak, two goals, seven assists for nine points. Skinner staying hot. He's got a five-game point streak, four and four. Okay, J.J. Paterka up first, live with Paul. J.J., you guys survived uh, maybe five, six minutes of them. They were really on you guys early, but then you guys started using your speed, getting up ice, and it seemed like you kind of took their speed away from them from then on. Uh, what, what was the difference? How did you guys change it around? Um, I think just playing behind them, um, going to the forecheck. Um, yeah, we were sleeping a little bit at the first, but, um, yeah, just uh, winning, winning pucks back, winning races, and then getting anything to the net. You have to be happy for Uko Pekalukin, and uh, he got, he held you in those first five minutes, and then made some great saves along the way for you. Yeah, I think he played uh, tremendously the whole game. Um, some huge stops uh, at the start, but I think throughout the throughout the whole game, he, he was like unbelievable in that. How about your goal? Take me through it and, and how you're able to score it. Um, I think it was like a little bit of a lucky bounce. Uh, Skinny found me in the neutral zone. Uh, tried to shoot it, uh, got blocked, uh, got it back, and then. Uh, just walked over over the midpoint and found it a uh, low blocker, a uh, low glove, I think. How did you like playing on that line? It was it was pretty cool. Uh, t- uh, two really really good players, and um, yeah, I think uh, um, it's getting getting used to it, and uh, it's getting better and better. And I think our chemistry was was in a third pretty good. Do you feel good about it? Because Don Granado said he did it kind of to reward you. He thought you were playing well and thought uh, you know you, you deserved a chance to be on there. Yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, you always uh, try try to get on those lines, and um, it feels even better if you get rewarded like that. Talk about uh, that. This is a team that uh, had won 15 of their last 16 on the road. They're a very good road team. Now they'd lost their last one, but uh, to be able to beat them, uh, is that something that maybe can fuel you guys now? Um, I think uh, we want to play and uh, play our game and win against every team in this league. And uh, having uh, that good of a team coming in here and playing, I think, that good of a whole game. I think our PK was outstanding. Uh, Everybody was blocking shots for everyone. So I think um, just playing the right way against such a good team uh, gives it a lot of confidence. Thank you, JJ. Thank you. JJ Paterka on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, thank you very much, Paul. Paterka, his fourth of the year. He's been really good offensively. And that play, you know, he sh- he shoots it. Well, more in the moment. Eric Johnson now live with Paul. Eric, to be able to play a game like that against Colorado, you know very well what they can do. Now they did it in the first five, six minutes when you guys were having trouble with some of their puck possessions. But what turned it around? Because all of a sudden you guys were starting to get up ice maybe using your speed. I mean, I don't care who it is against. We needed to have a game like that. I mean, it just happened to be against uh, one of the top teams in the league. So I think that's a good measuring stick for us. I mean, that's... Uh, that's a team uh, that knows how to win. That's one, and um, it's uh, it's one of the top teams in the league. So regardless of who we played, we needed to have a game like that. But to have it against a team like that, uh, you know, that's a new standard for us, and it, it's got to be uh, continued on. Is this the team that you signed with in the summer, thinking this team could be this kind of team and play that kind of game? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you saw it, right? You watched it, and... Um, you know, delete the first five, and I loved it the rest of the way. I loved it. Uh, I thought it was direct it was it was just how we needed to play uh, in the time we needed to play it so I think uh, for us it, it shows what we what we can do and for me I mean I, I knew it wasn't going to be smooth sailing the whole year there's peaks and valleys every season no matter what team you're on I mean um, Colorado's a top team in the league they've, they've lost two in a row so it, it just happens I mean it doesn't matter what team you are you go through ebbs and flows through your season and it's no difference for us hopefully we've gotten to our game and it's only going to go up from here even on the penalty kill I mean they had what five power plays or whatever but I never sensed you were in trouble. Even with the talent that they have on their power play, it seemed like you were fine. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a power play I've played a lot against in practice over the years. Um, it's a lethal unit. Uh, it's kind of pick your poison. You know, you take away one, they're going to find another. But 
Um, it's it's just a great power play, and uh, they're going to get their chances. It's just as a PK, it's how much are we going to limit what they're going to get. And they got their looks, don't get me wrong, but I think we were good at deleting those first. Those, they got their first opportunities, and the second and thirds we kind of, you know, swept away or got down the rink. So I think for, for us it was um, – it's been how our PK has been all year. It's been it's been a feather in our cap. It's been really good for us, and it needed to be tonight because we we killed a lot off. And uh, against a unit like that, it, it had to happen. Are guys stepping over the boards with a lot of confidence on the penalty kill all season? A few guys have talked about that. Absolutely, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a momentum specialty teams, and I think when when you're confident uh, going over the boards, it makes a big difference. We killed a handful in a row after we gave up the first uh, we gave up the very first power play goal in the very first kill of the season against New York and we killed something like 12 in a row after that gave up a few but it's been a, a real bright spot for us and I think um, it gives not only your kill co confidence it gives the other guys hey okay they're gonna they're gonna kill this off we're gonna go over the boards and score and and um, sometimes your, your goal is for your, your best penalty killer and, and Upi was awesome tonight um, sometimes he makes you look better than you are that's what you need your goalie for and, and he was outstanding what does this mean for him because I thought he played so well in Ottawa then what, three goals in three minutes, which I don't know, can you fault them on any of them? And, and they go in and for him to get a game like this, what does this mean for him? Oh, I'm happy for him because he works so hard in camp and all three of those guys really, you know, they uh, they come in with great attitudes and they work hard. And uh, for us as uh, as teammates of theirs, it's nice to see him get rewarded, especially uh, Upi hasn't played a ton, but to get a shutout against a great team like the Avs, uh, I'm happy for him. He deserves it. And um, it's nice to have three guys you can rely on back there. And that's what we have. I'm sure this game got normal for you as it went on, but how strange, emotional was it at the start at least for you? Yeah, you know what, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I mean, I had dinner with 12 of those guys last night, some of my best friends I have in life over there, and uh, hockey's hockey when the puck drops, and um, you know, I'm uh, grateful to spend so long uh, that I had with those guys, but um, it, was, it was different for, you know, maybe a shift or two, but you know, I've played in the Stanley Cup final of game six, so this game in you know October isn't very nervous for me, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's uh, it's not a big deal. It's just uh, another game, so it, it's all good, and it was it was fun to see those guys. Did they make you pick up the check? No, they, uh, the things that they'd say about me, they, I, they couldn't say on the ice, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make you pick up the check? Actually, no, so I got free dinner out of it too, which was nice, it was nice of them to do that. It's nice to see all those guys. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Eric Johnson in the postgame. Brian, back to you. All right, so Eric Johnson not only enjoyed the win, but got a nice free meal last night from his former Colorado Avalanche teammates. Uh, he and the Sabres shutting out the Avalanche today by a score of 4 to nothing. and Buffalo's penalty kill continues to just be excellent. Colorado, we know, good offensively 5-on-5, five five, good 5-on-4, five good 5-on-3. Five, five uh, Colorado was 0-for-6 on the power play. 0-for-6. I mean, to not just even have a slip-up once with all that talent out there, uh, that's obviously a huge credit. Buffalo's penalty kill. If you said, you know, tell me the things that have gone well for the Sabre team this year through nine games, I might start right there. Their penalty kill has been one of the best in the league, and to do it today against this Colorado team, uh, zero for six, that is a pretty, pretty impressive performance. Uh, while we're at it here, let's get some more of our final stats in, brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Is it Level FA.com. Final shots are 29-23 Buffalo. Lukanen gets the shutout, 23 save effort. Georgie have the loss. He made 25 saves uh, in the efforts today. Uh, the goal scores for Buffalo. Paterka, his fourth. Middlestead, his second. Jost, his first. Darlene, his second of the season. Uh, individually, leading the way on the ice, Rasmus Darlene, ice time, 22 7 uh, And then Thompson played 22 5 amongst the forwards. So those were the leading ice getters so far out there in terms of ice time played. Paterka had the most shots on the team with five. Skinner had four. Darlene and Tuck and Middlestat had three. Middlestat, what a shot on that goal. He's got to continue to shoot the puck more. His game has been evolved into being one of Buffalo's best forwards. Seems like whatever line mates he has has been Buffalo's best line uh, this season. I think that um, when you, you know, well, more in a moment on that. Let's go down to the room. Here's UPL with Paul. Do you like playing Colorado? You went into Denver last year, made 39 saves, beat them in Denver, and now you shut them out here in Buffalo. Do, do you enjoy playing them? Uh, you know, it's uh, 
it's a you know, good, good team and it's always fun to play against good teams. Uh, uh, I feel like as a team too, we kind of dialed in uh, against them because we know, you know, we have a respect for them and, you know, we still, so we know how, how dialed in we have to be. So I think that showed today. Did you, feel, did you feel right away that you were tracking the puck well? It seemed like any time they did hit it seemed that you were on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it felt good. Uh, as I said, we played well as a team today. Uh, that always helps you as a goalie. So, you know, it's a, it's, it was an early start uh, today, uh, and I, I kind of feel like that showed a little bit uh, as a team. But you know, after a little bit of a rough start, we got it going. So, um, I got a couple saves early, so that always you know builds up the confidence. You made a stop on Ranton early, about halfway through the first period, that the game was scoreless. It could have changed the game. What do you remember just about that, that play, that stop? Yeah, I feel like they made a great play. Uh, a little late to that one, but um, you know, was able to make the save. And I feel like that was a big one, uh, just because you know, uh, not going behind in the early early stages of the first, you, and, we, and then we go and get the first goal of the game, which is huge. So uh, you know, that felt good. How does it feel for you as a first NHL shutout? It, it feels great, uh, especially you know now when it's only my second start of the season, and uh, maybe in Ottawa, you know the numbers didn't reflect as you know how felt like good in that uh, felt in that that game. So uh, it's it's you know, really really a confidence booster for me and a thing I've been waiting for a long time. You know the PK has been so much better this year. People have talked about Eric and Greenway's impact, but all three goalies have been much better on the PK this year too. How much confidence do the goalies get from the way the guys have been playing in front of you in that unit? Yeah, I, I think it makes more it makes it more simple to the goalies too when the when the players um, know what they're doing and kind of kind of have a plan in place which is working for us right now. So that always makes it you know easier for the goalies and um, you know EJ has been unbelievable for this locker room and uh, also on a penalty kill. So it's been much appreciated. Have you gotten a lot like when you were dialed in last year on that 15 game streak? You were making the big saves at the big time. And it seems like in Ottawa and here in this game, you've been doing that also. Do you, do you just feel conf more confidence right now where, you know, you can make that big save at the big time for the team? Yeah, I feel like that. And also, I feel like I'm a better goalie than I was last year. Uh, you know, I'm still relatively young. Uh, you know, I still have the off seasons and I can still work out <laughs> on those off seasons. So I feel like I, every year I've, I've gotten better during the off season. I, I come back as a better goalie. So. Uh, I feel good right now, and I've been able to help the team win. Why are you a better goalie this year? You know, just stronger. Uh, I, I move better. I feel like I'm in better places. Positioning is better. Uh, you know, Belsey, uh, he's been, Belsey has been uh, our goalie coach. Has been helping out uh, me on that, and I think it's been uh, the most improved thing. Just overall the positioning and you know the reading the play better. When you make that huge save, do you just see the lift you give the team? You know, when that happens. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know that always boosts your, uh, you know, confidence and morale to in, in the net. You know, when you see that the guys trust you and the guys get energy from it, so it's a great feeling and you know one of the best part of being goalie. Even besides the penalty kill today, it felt like you and the defense worked a lot more seamlessly. There was one save where you split forward and Darlene was right behind you to swat it at. How did it feel to just be so in sync? Yeah, I feel like that's been the whole season. Uh, you know, we kind of lost that against Ottawa in the last period there, but. I feel like tonight, uh, even though there are some weird bosses or stuff like that, I think uh, the defense kind of has a plan in place and they know where where they're supposed to be and you know where where most of the rebounds are going to going to P too. So um, you know, as in PK and overall on five and five, we've been much better this year. I feel like. Thank you, Uko. Uko Pekka Lukin and on the post game, Brian, back to you. Lukin in the shutout. Thank you, Paul. 4-0 victory for Buffalo, 23 saves as the Sabres pick up their fourth win of the season. Our Blue and Gold Locker Report brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. You're listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Sabres' next game will be Wednesday in Philadelphia as they start a home-and-home home with the Flyers, and then their next home game will be Friday here on November 3rd against the Flyers again, and uh, the Sabres will be wearing the Goatheads. So you can all chop up a win already. They just seem to win every time they wear them. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you. Uh, if you want to keep listening to the post game, go to WGR550.com or in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship on WGR, more post game coming up. When we return, we'll hear from Don Granado. We'll have his press conference. We'll have Paul Hamilton's take. 
run you through the highlights, update you on the standings, catch you up to date on all the NFL action going on here with the early games. Final score again from downtown Buffalo. Sabres 4, Avalanche nothing. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. McCarr giving a nudge. That time by Krebs, who plays it to the boards. Far side. And at the blue line, there's a shoulder off by Bryson. Said he wasn't going to be so nice this year. Now that's called a lot of time off working in the weight room right there, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Well, there's Dan and Rob combining on the call there of our Clinton Collision hit of the game. Clinton Collision, we are there when you need a repair. Welcome back here to the Press Box at KeyBank Center. Brian Colzio with you following a 4-0 win for the Sabres as they defeat the Colorado Avalanche behind Uko Pekalukinen and his 23-save effort for a shutout. Uh, Buffalo getting goals from Paterka, Middlestat, Jost, and Darlene. We'll get you highlights coming up here uh, after we hear from Sabres head coach Don Granato that we are expecting here momentarily. Okay, now who plays in goal the next game? <laughs> I feel like we have this discussion after every game. Uh, I guess you got to come back with Lukanen, right? I mean, he played well today. Let's uh, recap on why that decision may be of note. Devin Levi, at least according to what the Sabres have said, Their plan is that he'll be back at practice on Tuesday or that they're hoping that he will be back for practice on Tuesday, which would maybe line him up to play against Philadelphia on Wednesday. However, the wild card thrown in that mix is what Lukanen did today against one of the league's best teams. Levi, at least still, is being scratched because Don Granato said he's not 100%. Last week, on the record, had said that, well, he could play if he needed to, but they're going to hold him out. Well, that extended now into a week plus and of course in the game on friday against new jersey eric Comrie, who had been playing well who kind of maybe was ahead of lukanen in this three-headed goalie mix got hurt and now is going to miss weeks with a lower body injury so you have levi still at least officially not 100 percent to the point that he couldn't back up today we'll have more on the goalie talk in a moment don granado is now live got you through the first five minutes but once you got through those five minutes it really looked like your team had turned things around and what were they doing better once they got out of that little bit we definitely didn't get to our game right away and 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 as you mentioned upl uh pretty much saved us um kept them out of the game for the first till we could get till the uh 115 alarm clock went off i think uh, but once we got to it, uh, we I thought we pressured pucks very well. We we you know kept our motion and and um, we we got back to our game, which was which was very very nice to see. And when I say got back to our game, I don't think we've had our game 
in that type of game all year. So hopefully that's uh, that's a it's a revelation to our guys or something that they can feed off of and move forward on now. Um, and I've mentioned something with respect to that to them uh, after the game as well. You made that save on Ratton about halfway through the first one. It was scoreless. I mean, that really changes the game. I mean, what, what, what can that do for a team to get a stop like that early? It does everything. Um, you know, you you look for your goaltending. Sometimes you leave them hanging. And I say this, sometimes it's, it's, it's every game in the NHL. There's points in a game where you're relying on your goalie. And... Um, you know, for him to keep them off the scoreboard until we could get our, our legs under us and, and find our rhythm um, was everything. And you you don't want to give that team confidence. And he denied that with some uh, early with, with some early action against him. Uh, and once we got to our game, obviously, um, you know, it's a different story. On that from that point, uh, they they didn't get the confidence, and you know now we get our confidence going and, and get our game going and. Um, uh, so it was everything for, for us to have Whoopi play the way he did. We talked early. a lot about the personnel changes on the penalty kill, but how much this year just have the goaltenders played with a lot more confidence and maybe the personnel has given them that to make the saves to help your PK? Well, the goalies ha- have played better, but it, it, it all goes hand in hand. I mean, obviously, um, it's, it's evident to see the, the structure that's there by virtue of um, unf- going through some unfortunate challenges last year with the guys that have returned being, you know, Samuelson was, is a key component. You add Eric Johnson and that is huge to add. Um, but, but yeah, the guys that were on it last year, Tuck and Thompson have hindsight that they've never, they never had. And that helped us coaching going into the year. Um, and they've, uh, they're, they're better. They're just better because of what they've gone through and uh, they're, they're, playing much better as a group, so we obviously want that to continue. You know, you were hoping inevitably your offense was going to pick up after, you know, maybe the Montreal game was a real frustration point, but what does it mean to you to see that, you know, you have gotten 14 goals in these last three games and you, you kind of have found what you were hoping you'd run into? Well, like I mentioned, we're, we're kind of we're getting to our game. I felt there were nine games in now, and, and, and uh, it's, um, it's probably not good of me to say we're, we haven't gotten to our game. Um, you know, when you think of nine games in, but, you know, our attention has been diverted to probably last season and some of the things we perceive that might have been our doom and, and buttoning up in certain areas. And when your attention goes to that, um, you know, with the intensity that we've had to do that, you, 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 can, you can lose yourself in what you're actually good at. And, um, you know, but that push has been good. I think our guys have, have taken those things to heart and will continue to develop in the areas that we need to as we've, we've laid it out. And I think we're starting to get a little bit more comfortable with that where we can now move back to our game. But, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we need to be a high-tempo team, and we just haven't been able to do that lately. So tonight was a, was a good, good game to get that feel back, and uh, obviously we want that to continue. Note, you know, what does it say about the system where guys like Tuck, Skinner, and Dalian are, of course, racking up point streaks, but in that time, you've still shuffled lines and moved guys around. What does that say about their continued ability to be fluid with each other? Well, it says we have a lot of skill to me, um, a lot of skill that can convert and convert quick. Um, but again, when you're when you're we're getting these guys to concentrate on defense, 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 and um, and as a as a as a component of growing uh, and details to defense of stuff they never had to pay attention to really, um, and that can pull you out of it. So so as they gain more experience in that, it, that's less taxing on the on the focus and the strain. And, and but I would say, you know, for us, the the push now is, you know, much like we 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 talked to the guys going into the third period about, you don't know what the third period holds. But you know what the game plan was. Make sure we're very focused. And much like we don't know what the future holds, stop worrying about it. It's taking away from what we are, and we need to go and make sure we are doing are, are what we are every night. And I think we haven't gotten to that. Um, so tonight was a was a was a good look at that, and that'll continue to be our challenge. I'm certain of it. Trying to establish some consistency. How important is it for everybody on the bench to see the way that you guys got your first goal? <clears throat> the middle sideline takes away the middle of the ice. Skinner intercepts a pass, and I mean, they, 
they earned that through you know, playing responsible. They absolutely did, Lance, and great job pointing all of that out. They got, in, in all seriousness, uh, the, the simplicity of getting and owning the middle of the rink. Uh, reloading is the term, and, and um, you know, the, even the entry, the drive, the, the, the drive to the net by Skinner. Um, look at it. That's Jeff Skinner going driving the net that created the goal and, and forced coverage to, to open up a shot. We've talked a lot about net presence, shot mentality, and teams that struggle usually don't have that. Teams that are going have that. It's not us. It's hockey. And uh, and that was uh, a lot of components of real good hockey on that. It, well, it's nice, obviously, uh, for, for Upi to have a night like tonight uh, because he puts the work in. Um, and he, he and it was 60 minutes of consistency for him. So glad nothing uh, happened at 4 nothing, and there was a bad bounce because he, he deserved the shutout. He earned it. Uh, you know, he iced the puck early, but he settled in. He looked very comfortable. Just what did you think of him, I guess? Jacob iced the puck early, but I think five of our guys did too. So it was uh, not on Jacob by any means. Um, but I thought Bryce was really good. Uh, showed a confidence level that he just did not have last year. Um, very confident, and that's, that's key in this league. Thank you. Okay, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato following a four to nothing victory as we bring it back up here to the press box brian colziel with you uh we mentioned the injuries going into don granado's comments there about the goalies uh, we'll have to see obviously if levi is ready but uh no other injury of note the injuries that maybe we saw during the game makar we know that scary moment where Oposo and he got tangled up behind the net he returned in the third so that was good news there samuelson got hit in the helmet with a shot Shook up for a second, but returned as well. So good news on the injury front for both Makar and Samuelson, and maybe for Levi if he's able to return uh, coming up uh, on Wednesday against Philadelphia. The injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. 4 nothing Buffalo. Paul Hamilton coming up in a few minutes, but while we wait for that, let's get to the highlights from this one. And we'll pick it up at the 10.32 mark of period number two. And it's J.J. Paterka getting Buffalo on the board first. Until he puts that right into the boots of Jeff Skinner, and he'll lead it with a pass onto the wing. Paterka with a shot. Gets it back again. Scores! J.J. Paterka. one nothing Buffalo. 9.28 to go in the opening period. Paterka's fourth from Skinner. The first shot was blocked. The second one ends up going in. So good job by Paterka to stay with the play. one nothing Sabres. And as you heard in all these interviews, Lukanen very good in the first, getting through what was a rough start. But then the Sabres really, as he said, got to their game, including early second period. one thirty nine in, a beautiful shot up high. Casey Middlestat puts Buffalo up by two. Back to even strike to two on one. Middlestat with Benson. Got three on the rush. He scores. Casey Middlestat. All oh, that Halloween costume looking good now for number 37 as he puts Buffalo up 2-0. 139 into the second. A beautiful shot from Middlestad, his second of the season. Skinner and Yoki Haru assist 2-0. Buffalo is the score. A little bit later in the second, Alex Tuck coming in with some speed and a great backhand feed to find Tyson Jost to put Buffalo up by three. For Benson. And the Sabres in the slot. Score! Tyson Jost with a rope. Boy, he found a soft spot there, and he let it rip. It's 3-0 Buffalo, 11.44 to go here in the second. 8-16 mark of period two. Jost's first from Tuck and Power. 3-0 Buffalo. That really gave the Sabres some cushion there. We're going to call that our play of the game. That's the NOCO play of the game brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. 3-0 after two is our score, and then the Sabres... After playing a real smart third period, in my opinion, uh, end up sealing it. A very, very long empty net goal for Rasmus Dahlin. Sabres with 19 blocks from 13 players. And Rasmus Dahlin's got a trio of them himself. And there's an empty net goal from down in the corner. And it's a 4-0 lead. Oh, Dahlin extending his point streak. 
It was his second of the season, now up to eight games from Thompson with 3.08 to go. Empty net goal, 4 to nothing, Buffalo. That is your final. All right, let's go down to the media room and get Paul Hamilton in now. Well, Paul, it was mentioned by Don Granado and the players um, after the maybe shaky start, the Sabres really got to their game, and they have their goaltender to thank for keeping it scoreless until they did get to their game. Had nothing to do with any player. It was just the goat head. I mean, they're now, what, 11-1-1 with the goat head, or 12-1-1 with the goat head. So that's it. They won because of that. Let's go home. <laughs> Good analysis. And, Paul, some actually would say that's all you need to know. But we'll let you tell us some more. What else was the reason why they got through that today? Well, you mentioned it uh, when we were in the locker room, 0 for 6 on the power play for the Colorado Avalanche, and there's some good hockey players playing on that power play. Um, Uko Pekka Lukanen, and I will even say in Ottawa, those last three goals in the last three minutes were not his fault at all, and he made some great saves in Ottawa and even better saves in this game. Ryan Johansson had, was on his doorstep four different times, and he made absolutely robbed him. Four times in front of the net. And, you know, when you needed a big save, he was there to make the big save. And remember last year when he went 12-3 and three and he was so good and he was rookie of the month? And that was the big thing that I talked about when we talked is how the reason he was doing so well is he was making the big save at the big time. And, uh, you know, it really made the difference. So... That's what, you know, as he talked about on the postgame show, he's a better goalie now than he was last year. He worked on his game. I agree with him from what I've seen early. That's his third straight game. He started two of those games and played uh, quite a bit, about half the game in New Jersey. And, um, you know, I didn't like the breakaway goal that got scored against him in New Jersey. But other than that, I mean, the other two goals weren't – they were tips – you know, all of a sudden your puck's going one way, now it's going the other, and you're, you're not going to blame him on that. Um, and, you know, just making the big saves at the big time. Today, the big saves at the big time were in the beginning of the game. What did it take the Sabres? Maybe five, six, seven minutes to get going, and they were all over the Sabres. Colton got in on him. Uh, Johansson got in on him. And uh, there were others that, that was right there. Uh, Rantanen. I mean, one of the best goal scorers, scored over 50 goals last year. I think it was 55 maybe. I mean, he comes flying down the slot, and he makes a huge save on him. That's Mike, that right there is probably the save of the game because Buffalo wasn't on track yet. And, uh, you know, he makes that save. That gets the bench going, and he's made a bunch of different saves. And just a few minutes later, J.J. Paterka comes down the ice, um, the first shot's blocked. He stays with it, scores on the rebound. Buffalo's on the board, and they're off and running. And uh, it just uh, – that is, to me, the biggest thing I take away from Uko Pekka Lukanen in both his starts that, you know, he's making the big save at the big time for his teammates. Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Brian Colziel up here in the press box. 4 nothing. Buffalo is the score. Paul, to do this against – a level of the team that we know the Avalanche are, that's got to mean something too, right? I mean, you you mentioned the penalty kill stats there. I mean, the Sabres are aware of how good Colorado is. That's beyond the getting to their game confidence thing that Granado talked about. But doing it against Colorado too, that's got to add, I think, another layer to how they feel about this win. Well, I would think Lukin is going to come in with confidence against Colorado because he beat them in Denver last year, making 39 saves on 41 shots and winning in a very, very difficult building to win in. So he's already done it. You know, he's already beaten them once last year. So I would think that gives him confidence going into the game this year playing against them. And, uh, you know, it was even better in this game where he, he's able to get the shutout and um, – so, but, you know, they're not an easy team to play against, but when you have confidence, and he talked about having confidence and working with Mike Bales and working on some of the things they needed to work on to make him a better goalie, in the first three games that I've seen him this year, I agree 100%. I think he is a better goalie than, than he was last year. We'll see if that, that continues. But right now, what is, what is he and, and Comrie done? He's given, once Comrie's healthy, he's given Don Granado, he's got to make some hard decisions on who to put in the net. 
because right now, and I don't think Devin Levi was awful by any means. Um, the last game he played wasn't good. But other than that, he had played a good game and a good half a game before that. First game was eh. Right now, he would, if you go by performance, he's probably your number three. And uh, I think Lucan and Comrie have outplayed him right now. Now, we're talking early. Three games for each goaltender, four for Levi. And it's not like Levi's been awful. I don't, I don't want that anybody to think that. He's been fine. Um, so, you know, the goaltenders now have given the coaching staff a good problem. Now they've got decisions to make, all right? Who's, who, who can we put in the net? Who should we put in the net, you know, in the next game? Now, Levi, they're hoping Levi is going to be able to practice on Tuesday. And, but I don't think they throw him right in the net after just one practice when he's been out uh, for a little while now. So, I mean, at best, maybe he would back up Lukanen. But, so, but I think the next game would be Lukanen start on Wednesday in Philadelphia. Yep, and that was my next question, Paul. Did you come back with him? And you, you said yes, and I think I would agree with you as well. Uh, just a, a thought on the offense. They only needed three plus the empty one, but uh, Paul Middlestat and Skinner both continue uh, to play hot, and it was Paterka's turn to go with him today and got in on the scoring as well. Yeah, and I like the third period, and how many times have we, we been able to say that this year? They have, they have not won a third period until t- today. Today is the first third period that they won. Yeah. And they it wasn't lucky. They played well in the third period. It was there was no panic in their game. They didn't let Colorado get to their game at all. And I remember commenting, uh, you know, halfway through the third period, it's like they're playing this really well. You know, they're they're not sitting back, but it's not like whole hog, let's go all out offense, but they're they're just taking Colorado's will away from them. And that's what I liked about it, that they, they're, you know what Colorado can do and the types of players they have, and they can get going in a hurry. But Buffalo just wasn't having it, even when they were taking penalties. You know, Greenway goes at 333, Benson goes at 1112, uh, Skinner goes at the end. I mean, even when they were taking penalties, it wasn't – they were fine. I mean, I, I was watching the, the penalty kill. I, I never thought they were in trouble. So, uh, you know, high marks for that third period because it's something that they haven't been able to do. For sure. All right, Paul, so October's over. So the first month of the season ends up four and five. Uh, Obviously, they would want that to be better. Um, If I was going to pin you down and say, what's the one thing that has to be better for November? Do you have an answer to that? Well, what we saw in this game this afternoon is all right every game there are going to be some tests for you and today it was the beginning of the game but Lukanen got them through it and it wasn't for a long period of time it was for five six minutes and as Don Granado said their alarms went off about 115 in the afternoon for a one o'clock face-off and then they were fine so that's what they have to do they have to the puck management was absolutely horrendous in the beginning they were giving the puck away more than they usually do and that's a lot so, but then it stopped. You know, once they got their game, then it stopped. So, the biggest thing is to keep working on the turnovers. We just for for the for the month of October, the turnovers were just way too much, and that's why they were losing hockey games. They were giving away free goals because of the turnovers, and uh, it was just killing them. But again, they were a lot of turnovers in this game to start, but after they got to their game, they were much much better. Yep, and Paul, that was your keys to the game. You said plain and simple. You cannot turn over the puck against Colorado, and for the most part, I think they definitely checked that box. So you nailed it on the keys. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Paul, well, you get Philly two in a row and then Toronto next week, so uh, opportunity to see the Flyers twice. On paper, Sabres you'd think would be thinking that, hey, this is a chance for us to maybe get a pair of wins here. I know every night anything can happen, but Philadelphia is not uh, a Stanley Cup favorite in any capacity. So. No, but if you look, they got off to a nice start. You know, so, uh, you know, that, so I, you know, I think they've cooled off a little bit since, but they got off to a nice start. So they're, they're not the same old flyers that they've been the past couple of years, at least to start the season. So the Sabres are going to have to be on top of their game. Four, three, and one for Philadelphia 
uh, and the Sabres four and five. So at the moment, the Flyers are a point better uh, than the Sabres uh, in the standings going into this game. Okay, Paul, well, thank you so much. Appreciate all your work today from start to finish, and uh, we'll talk to you on Wednesday with the Sabres in Philly. Sounds good. See you then. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton with us here down in the locker room area on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. All right, when we come back, uh, if you want to jump on the phones, now is the time to do it, 803-0550, We'll also get you caught up on the rest of the NHL and the NFL scoreboard. Final score in our game, Buffalo 4, Colorado nothing. The Sabres improve to 4-5. and five. Back with more post-game here from KeyBank Center. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Until he puts that right into the boots of Jeff Skinner, and he'll lead it with a pass onto the wing. Paterka with a shot. Gets it back again. Scores! J.J. Paterka. 1-0 Buffalo. 9.28 to go in the opening period. Well, J.J. Paterka scored 10 and a half minutes into the second, and you didn't know it at the time, but that's all the scoring the Sabres would need. That's the game-winning goal. Middlestat would score. Jost would score. Darlene into the empty net as a... Uh, that's how it all finished out. Buffalo 4-0 over Colorado. Welcome back here to the Press Box at KeyBank Center on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Your drive home from the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. We'll get the scoreboard coming in here in just a moment. Uh, we want to get in our first response from the fans, though, brought to you by ServPro. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. You can always get in your thoughts. If you can't get to the phones after each and every game, you can send me your thoughts on Twitter at Brian. WGR. Jim writing in said, Casey is starting to dominate. Yes. I think Middlestat, with also compliments to Jeff Skinner, has maybe been Buffalo's best forward this season so far. Whatever combination Granado has put with Middlestat, now a lot of it has been Skinner. It's worked really, really well. Today was Paterka. We know Middlestat has centered Skinner and Tuck over the past few games. Um, even before that, I thought Middlestat when uh, he was with Benson to start the season, uh, was probably a part of the Sabres' best line. He's been very, very good. Statistically, you probably got to hand it to Skinner, and he's been really good. Uh, but I think Middlestat's right there for a strong argument as well uh, to start this season. I think he has been excellent for sure. And, you know, he's really took a turn from the second half of last year until now. Um, he's been one of Buffalo's best forwards. And good, he should be selfish. That puck today... It's a three-on-one. Middle step. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Two years ago, passes that puck and it gets blocked and or deflected and there's never even a shot. Instead, he's got the confidence. He picks the corner and just fires it in. It was just a beautiful shot. He's got a great shot. So uh, kudos to Middlestat for uh, getting that goal today, which really sparked Buffalo's, I thought, their best period, uh, offensively at least wise, uh, with two goals in the second to give them the uh, 4 to nothing advantage. Okay, we're going to hear from Connor Clifton, his conversation with Paul Hamilton about his two-game suspension coming up here in just a few minutes. However, we want to get you to our NHL scores now, and it's brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want some ribs. Well, as far as the NHL scoreboard goes, no games underway. Two are going to start at 5 o'clock. Devils are home for the Wild, and, of course, we just saw New Jersey on Friday when they beat the Sabres 5-4. And Washington is home for San Jose. The Sharks are still looking for their first win. They are 0-7-1, the only team in the league without a win up to this point. And then tonight, if you're looking for some good television, 
with the terrible Sunday night football game, Chargers-Bears. You've got the Heritage Classic, the Battle of Alberta between Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, it's at the Edmonton CFL Stadium. Uh, Edmonton, the home team there. So Flames and Oilers, 7 o'clock. That game's on TBS if you're looking for it later tonight. Okay, now let's shift gears. It's an NFL Sunday. We know the Bills are off because of their Thursday win uh, against Tampa, but let's get to the scores. And the final early game just ended at MetLife Stadium, and it was a circus affair between the Jets and the Giants. Turnovers, missed field goals. The Giants on their third-string quarterback at one point in this game because of the injury to Tyrod Taylor, who has a rib injury. Rookie Tommy DeVito comes in. Syracuse fans know who he is. Played for the Orange. Gets a rushing touchdown. And the Giants look like they're going to win. But they miss a field goal in the final minute on a fourth and one decision. Curious right there why they didn't just sneak it. So the Jets actually get a last-minute chance. Zach Wilson with a big pass to get them in field goal range. Zerline kicks a 35-yarder at the buzzer, and then the Giants go three and out, punt, and Zerline kicks the game winner 6.09 into the overtime for a 13-10 win. The Jets improved to 4-3, and three. but one of those games between the Giants and the Jets that you just can't wait to see what the New York papers are going to put as the headlines tomorrow. A disaster on both sides, but the Jets pull it out and a collapse by the Giants in the final minute. All right, the other finals. Kirk Cousins suffered what... Could be a pretty severe ankle injury. No reports yet, but it did not look good. A non-contact injury. But the Vikings win at Lambeau against the Packers, 24-10. Cousins did throw for 274 and two scores before leaving that game. Dallas at home routing the Rams, 43-20. Big game for Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. Prescott 304 through the air, four touchdowns. Lamb had 12 catches for 158 yards and two touchdowns. If you had the Cowboys defense and fantasy, a big day. They had a safety. They had a defensive touchdown and uh, some turnovers for the Rams led to that blowout win. The Titans at home get a monster game from Will Levis. He throws for four TDs, including three of them to DeAndre Hopkins. They were wearing the old powder blue oiler uniforms today. They beat the Falcons 28-23. The Titans are now 3-4. and four. The Saints, after being in an early hole, come back and win in Indianapolis, 38-27. Derek Carr, 3-10 through the air, two touchdown passes. Jonathan Taylor, a nice fantasy day, 95 yards on the ground in a loss for the Colts. Miami improves to 6-2. They lead the AFC East, defeating New England, 31-17. Tyreek Hill had a touchdown. Jalen Waddell had a touchdown. Two of throws for three in Miami's 14-point win. In Pittsburgh, the Steelers get an injury to Kenny Pickett, uh, but the Jaguars come away with a win in the rain, 20-10 to 10 the final. Trevor Lawrence to a, a couple of touchdown passes in that game, including one to Travis Etienne for a 56-yard TD pass, 20-10 to 10 Jags win. The Eagles were down most of the game in Washington, but they come back to win 38-31. to 31. Sam Howell, though, had a big game. Nearly 400 yards passing, 397 and four touchdowns in the loss. A.J. Brown led the way for the Eagles. Eight catches for 130 yards and two TDs. And the Panthers get their first win. They beat the Texans today in Charlotte, 15-13. to Those are your finals from the early games. The late game's underway. Seattle already with a 14-0 lead on the Browns. Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett, one of the scores. In the snow in Denver right now, uh, the Broncos and the Chiefs are scoreless. Eight minutes to go in the first quarter, but Denver has a second-and-goal situation at the moment, so they could be taking the lead on the Chiefs here momentarily. Nine to go in the first quarter in Arizona. The Cardinals and the Ravens still looking for their first score. Nothing, nothing. And Bengals at 49ers scoreless just five minutes in from San Francisco. It looks as though the Broncos have just scored. Russell Wilson with a TD pass, and it's Javante Williams getting in. So a uh, six to nothing lead for the Broncos here in the first quarter, extra point to come. And the Sunday night game we mentioned earlier, it's not a beauty. Bears two and five at two and four Chargers. Not gonna be, not waiting all night for Sunday night, right? That's what the song says. 
That's a bad game. Be probably watching Edmonton and uh, Calgary. I think that's a, maybe a better choice. All right. Well, the final in our game, Sabres beat the Avalanche by a score of four to nothing. Lukanen plays well. He says he's stronger, he's quicker, but he says the most thing that he's improved upon this year is his positioning, which has allowed him to read the play better. So, well, if that's true, then you know, kudos for him for putting in the work on that. Uh, he clearly has, or clearly did look better today in uh, what was only his second start. We know he came in in relief efforts the other night after Comrie got hurt. So, you know, the plan, according to the Sabres, they said is to have Devin Levi ready for practice on Tuesday. If that's the case, it would be tough to take Lucan and out after this performance. I mean, and then you can ease Levi back in one more game. Maybe Levi dresses as the backup. You know, Cooley gets sent back down to Rochester, but uh, we'll obviously find out more on practice at Tuesday. Make sure you're following Paul Hamilton for his latest reports from Sabre practice on Tuesday. And then our next broadcast will be Wednesday with the Sabres and the Flyers at 7 o'clock from Philadelphia. Okay, at this time, before we leave you, we wanted to let you hear Paul's interview with Connor Clifton as he reacts to the two-game suspension. Remember his high hit against Devils forward Nico Heischer occurring on Friday. He sat the first of those two today, but uh, I thought some really interesting perspective uh, on the hit from Clifton and his discussion with the NHL Public Safety Board. So let's uh, finish off postgame here with Sabres defenseman Connor Clifton. Yeah, so, I mean, first and foremost, you hope he's okay. Obviously, get kicked out of the game. I watched it right after. Um, I was glad to see him come back. Um, I've always tried to play hard in the right way. I think I've proven that. I mean, almost 300 games with without with zero incidents, zero fines. Um, yeah, I, I missed time to hit. It's as simple as that. Obviously, there was head contact, um, which I didn't intend to do. Um, it's it's a fast game, and, you know, I mean, I watched it 100 times. Obviously, I wish I took a different approach. Um I kind of thought he was going to catch it and carry it in. Obviously, they got their matchup, right, after the goal. We have our fourth line, our third D pair out there. Um, so they got their matchup. I, he's obviously a really good player. I think he's going to catch it and skate with it, and I'm going to throw a hit. And obviously, I hit him when he was tilted, and he didn't get his shoulder around, and I, I just brushed his inside shoulder and hit him right in the head. So, I mean, it's the kind of hit you want out of the game. I mean, obviously, player safety, it was it was a good call, and I gave my opinion exactly what I'm given now and how I felt about it. And regardless of, you know, what he did, I guess as a hitter, it's, it's your responsibility to throw the safe hit. Um, unfortunately, I didn't do that. Like I said, I'm glad he wasn't injured on the play and he came back. Um, so I just got to be a little better moving forward and, and time it a little better. And not put myself in that situation to, you know, go through the the player safety call. That's, that said, Connor, I mean, with how fast the game is, it's a bang-bang play. You think he's going to keep the puck. I mean, how challenging is it? I mean, I know you obviously don't want to do that again, but... Right, and I also, I also, I've always tried to play play with that physicality, and, and you know, in two games, I'm going to try to keep the same physicality. Obviously, it was just a... I think it was a mistimed hit. It's obviously fast, you know. Um, unfortunately, I hit him in the head. I mean, you know, watching it in video afterwards, it's – I didn't even think that happened on the play. Um, obviously, I get a fight after, and he's saying, what is that hit? I'm like, I thought I just hit their captain, and that's kind of what happened. Um, obviously, I learned after the fact when I watched the video that that wasn't the case. Um, um but yeah, yeah, that was my my look at it. I guess when you had your hearing this morning, what was the, that like from your experience as someone without incidents like this before? And did you kind of anticipate the ruling that came down? Um, yeah, so I talked to the PA prior um, just for a prep call to see, uh, just to told me about what it was going to be like. And I mean, it was honestly really simple. They they checked, made sure everyone was on, and then they asked my opinion, and I gave it. Um, told him I made a mistake and I wish I played it better and and obviously the circumstances they deemed two games was the suspension I mean two two and three third two and two thirds because I missed obviously 44 minutes so obviously hurt I think it hurt the team going down to 5d that early um but I guess you live with it and you learn from it as you said this has never happened to you before but you've always been a hard hitter I mean, that's something 
So you, the game is so fast. You know, how, how do you not cross that line? You know, when you're, all right, your lineups are hit. You've got to make sure the shoulder's like shoulder to shoulder and all that. Because as you said, it's never happened. Yeah, right, exactly. It's a fast game. I mean... It's easy to look after and watch the video and say, I'm going to do this differently, right? I, I mean, if, if he's in the exact position where I hit him, I instead of trying to go through his chest and waiting for his shoulders to turn up the ice, where to make it a clean hit, I think I just go through his inside shoulder. But, I mean, also if he turns his shoulders up the ice and I hit his inside shoulder and he gets the inside step on me, he's forechecking the puck and he's first on it. Um, so obviously there is a line and, you know, you don't want to be – hitting guys in the head right it's it's what i think everyone wants out of the game and you know player safety they make the league a better place um and a, and a safer environment for players which you know our games come so far and there's so much skill out there and it's so fast um i think uh i think in the future i i think i just got to try to adjust to that change of speed and you know not my not put myself in in, in this position No, no, um, great, first guy grabbed me, so I, that was it, I'm obviously, I'm at the time, you know, I think it's just a, like I said, I didn't realize I caught him in the head like I did, um, so that being said, I just, I thought it was a hit on their captain, and they didn't like it, you don't like when you're, you know, skilled players and your top guys get hit, um, but obviously, you know, Hitting's been a big part of my game. I think my agent spoke on my behalf, and I don't remember the exact number, but he's, you know, it's been almost 300 games, and he said 600 and something hits, you know, with without an incident. So, I, you know, I try to be clean, and I try to play hard. Um, obviously, it's infor- unfortunate what happened, and, you know, it, it was just a, it was a bad hit, and I, due to bad timing, and, you know, I, like I said, I wish I played it differently. Yeah, it's it's always nice to have him there. I wish I was able to play a little more for him. Um, but yeah, it's it was nice. I, you know, I guess after the fact, you know, they're reviewing it right after a match penalty. So I mean, it's good to see them, talk to them, and escape, and you know, hang out with my nephew who was sleeping, didn't wake up for me. But but yeah, it was really nice to see him. Always having him having him there, and and especially in, in New Jersey. That was Sabre defenseman Connor Clifton as he served his first of two games from his suspension for his high hit on Nico Heischer. We thought that was an interesting interview, essentially just kind of how remorse he was about it and just how he was accepting of the suspension. Uh, But Clifton due back for the Sabre's second of two upcoming games with Philadelphia on Friday the 3rd. That'll be a home game right here at KeyBank Center. Oh, by the way, in that game, the Sabres, for their next home game, scheduled to wear the Goathead uniforms again, which they win again in today over Colorado. So, hope you enjoyed that interview, and I'm sure if you're a Sabre fan, you enjoyed the game today. 4 to nothing, the final, as we wrap up our Upstate Honda Dealers post-game show. We want to thank our crew, Evan Pasquale, our network producer back in our Amherst studios, to the crew here at KeyBank Center. Jonathan Kozio was our producer, Tom Matty, our engineer, Paul Hamilton, our reporter, and for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. Again, the final, Buffalo 4, Colorado nothing. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll speak Wednesday night with the Sabres in Philadelphia right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.